Thank you, Pastor Henry, for the privilege that I have to share the word this morning. I'm so thankful. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. <laughs> this morning, I want to talk to you about a life full of blessing. Does that sound good to you? A life full of blessing. And Jesus said, I came so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And some people are so critical when, when people preach prosperity. The word prosper means to move forward. Do you want to move forward? Do you think it's God's will for you to move forward in life? God never intended for you to stagnate or to move backwards or to trip or to fall. He called us into this abundant life saying that I want you to to move forward in life. To have a life full of blessing. Now before I start I just want to share a bit of myself. Before I started worshipping God and before I came to repentance I was a very naughty person. I was that person that would, I was drinking in clubs and fighting and, and using foul language and I was a very bad person before I came to Christ. And then when I came to repentance and started reading the word, the Lord gave me the scripture that I want to share with you this morning. And I've been trying my best to be obedient towards the scripture and year in, year out, I just see how my life improves. I just see how God blesses me more and more. So let us read. Please make note of this verse. Job 11 verse 13 to 20. And I'm going to read this verse out of the message translation. It says, Still, if you set your heart on God and reach out to Him, if you scrub your hands of sin and refuse to entertain evil in your home, you will be able to face the world unashamed and keep a firm grip on life, guiltless and fearless. You'll forget your troubles. They'll be like old, faded photographs. Your world will be washed in sunshine. Every shadow dispersed by dawn, full of hope, you'll relax, be confident again, you'll look around, you'll sit back and take it easy. Expansive, without a care in the world, you'll be hunted out by many for your blessing. But the wicked will see none of this. They are headed down a dead-end road with nothing to look forward to. Nothing. What a powerful scripture. I hope you made note of this scripture. Job 11 verse 13 to 20. Go and read this and study this verse for yourself. And this blessed me so much as I was reading this. But if you take this verse from the beginning, it says that the first thing you need to do is to set your heart on God. The first thing before you do anything else as a believer... Worship God first. 
Sometimes we realize that we have a problem in life and we start thinking and our mind starts running away and we want to think of all this um, rational explanations and, and you want to think about this is the way I should do things. But the scripture here says, before anything else, set your heart on God first. And it says, and reach out to Him. How do you reach out to God? In prayer. It's the moment when you become quiet and say, I'm, I'm going to make still everything inside of me and I'm going to reach out to God. I'm going to talk to God first. You are facing this challenge called life, but the first thing you need to do is reach out to God first. Say, God, here I am this morning. Help me. I worship you, Jesus. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you for your grace that is sufficient for me on a daily basis. So that's the first thing that we need to do. Amen? The first point that I want to share with us, we need to reach out to God. We need to submit to God. The next verse says, if you scrub your hands of sin and refuse to entertain evil in your home. The second point that I want to share is what we need to do is we need to get rid of sin as individuals in our lives. We must not entertain sin in our homes. And this also refers to the individual. Do not entertain any form of sin in your life. Get rid of sin. And we have the Holy Spirit to help us. Amen. So here we see these two powerful points. Submit to God and get rid of your sin. And read the rest of the verse. It it says, set set your heart on God, then scrub your hands of sin. And if you read the rest of the verse, it talks about having a world washed in sunshine. It says you can be confident, you can live guiltless, fearless. It says that you will be blessed. You see this abundant life now. You see this life full of blessing. All this stuff will occur, but two things need to take place first. You need to submit to God and you need to get rid of the sin. I want to read for us out of James 4, verse 7 to 8. It says, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You see the same structure that we see here? We see here first, you must reach out to God. And then we must resist the devil, resist the temptation, meaning staying away from the sin, cleansing our hands. It says purify your hearts. It says then only Satan will flee from you. So here the word gives us a responsibility that us as believers need to put the focus on Worshipping God, not only in the church and in our prayer life, but also worshipping God with obedience. Worshipping God by doing the right thing on a daily basis. It says, then the life of blessing will come. Go and read this verse again. And it's blessed me so much and I 
just want to clarify something here. And I was preaching this message to some of my friends. And the first thing they said to me is, John, but we are no longer under the law. That was the first thing when I talked about sin. The moment you want to talk to someone about sin, they will tell you, yes, but we are no longer under the law, John Ray. Yes, we are no longer under the law, but it doesn't mean that the law is irrelevant. I need us to understand this. Some people, when you talk about sin to some of your friends that are Christians and you want to start talking about certain things that is not good, that God does not approve, then they will say, yes, but um, we are no longer under the law. Yes, my friend, I agree with you that we are no longer under the law, but you need to understand the picture, what is meant by this. Jesus came to set you free from the punishment of the law so that you might not take this punishment, but that does not mean that we can carry on doing the wrong thing. Some people carry on doing the wrong thing because they say we are no longer under the law. We are washed by the blood of Jesus. Yes, that's the truth, but it does not make the law irrelevant. We are just set free from the punishment of this law. Jesus took this punishment on himself. Listen to this powerful verse out of Romans 7, 7. It says, the law is still relevant for the, law, for the law shows us what sin is. What then shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. For I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said, you shall not covet. And here Paul says that if it was not for the law of God, we would not have known sin. John, why is this relevant this morning? Remember I was talking about the worshipping God and the cleansing your life of sin, staying away from these naughty things. You get two types of Christians. You get the one Christian, he worships God, but when you talk about sin, he carries on with his sin because he says, yes, Jesus has died for my sins on the cross, and they just carry on with their lives with no consciousness of sin and a desire to get rid of this sin because they say Jesus already paid the price. And yes, that is the truth, but Jesus paid the price for you on the day of judgment so that you will not be held accountable and guilty for your sins on earth. And then you get the other Christian that says, yes, I know that Jesus has set me free I know that he has paid for my sins, but myself as an individual, I still have the responsibility to keep myself pure. And that's the problem that we see today. And that's why Jesus is approaching the lukewarm church, because some people preach hyper grace. Some people don't take sin seriously anymore because they think that Jesus has paid for the sin. Yes, he has, but on the day of judgment. But while we still have the flesh on earth, we have the responsibility to remain pure. Thank you. There's a problem that we see in today's society. 
When you talk to a Christian that maybe still goes to the nightclub, and you say to him, my dear brother, this is not the right place for you. Why are you, why are you still doing this? Then he says, yes, Jesus has paid for my sin. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. But Paul makes it clear and says, because we have this grace, does that mean that we can keep on sinning? Certainly not. Romans 6. And yeah, I said to God, but what can I do as an individual? And that's what I want to motivate you with today. What can you do as an individual to live this life full of blessing? It's Job 11 verse 13 to 20. It is just to carry on worshipping God and doing the right thing. It says scrub your hands of sin and refuse to entertain evil. And sometimes we entertain evil things. Why? Because we still have the flesh. And your flesh does not have a conscience. Your flesh doesn't care who he worships. Your flesh just wants to do whatever he likes. And your flesh, unfortunately, loves sin. Your flesh loves the sexual immorality. It loves the alcohol. It loves the lying and the fighting and all the envy and the jealousy and the hatred and the aggression. The flesh loves that. He does not have a conscience of what's good and bad. He wants to do what's best for him. Why do you think people struggle with addiction? The problem is not necessarily in the mind. The problem is in the body. Because the body is addicted. It's the flesh that we struggle with today. You see, your flesh does not want to worship God. Your flesh wants, during Sunday service, your flesh wants to just stand like this and just observe. Your flesh does not, your, your body doesn't want to react. Why? Because your flesh has no conscience. It doesn't care about serving God. Your flesh doesn't care about serving God. You need with your mind and your heart to convince your body onto serving God. You must force yourself. Sometimes I lie in bed and then the Lord said to me, go and pray, John Ray. But now in the bed and you're comfy. And it's so nice and it's on a winter's evening and you're cold. And then the Lord invites you and says, John Ray, go and pray a little bit more. Then it costs you to climb out of bed, go to your living room on that cold tiles and just worship God and just pray to Him. Does the flesh want to? No. The flesh never wants to worship God. We need to buffet our body. We need to bring our body into submission and subjection in order to worship the King. Is obedience just flowing naturally? No. You need to force yourself and need to discipline yourself and bring your flesh into order saying that, listen, I'm going to worship God now. Whether you like it or not. Sometimes when it's a rainy day, then people tend not to come to church because it's raining. They're like, oh, look at the weather. I can't go to church. Because the flesh does not want to. Why do you think Jesus said, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Meaning that even Jesus had the temptation that to bring his flesh under submission. And I said to the Lord, Lord, 
I want to live this life of blessing. And then I got this verse and the Lord said, just worship me, get rid of your sin. Sometimes we want to give people quick answers and be clever. We want to talk to them and say, ah, this is what you need to do. And we want to give them all this fancy teachings and you want to impress people telling him, this is the way you should go. I love what Pastor Henry always says. He says, just stick with what the word says. Some people want to sound clever. Let's leave that part alone. Let us just stick with what the word of God says. And the word of God tells us that get rid of the sin. Purify yourself. Amen. Tell me, how else will you be able to live this life of blessing? You give to me a different direction that we as believers can follow to have this abundant life. There's no other way. The only way to enjoy this abundant life is to worship God, not only in the church, but in our deeds as well. You know the word worship doesn't only mean to sing. Worship also talks about active obedience. Reaching out to your friends. Praying. Building up your friends and family. Encouraging them. Hallelujah. So the question is, if you don't have an abundant life this morning, who are you going to blame? Selah, think about what I'm saying for a moment. If you are not enjoying an abundant life at this moment, who is to blame and what can you do? That's the big how that I want to talk about this morning. I've shared about you. Okay, yes, get rid of the sin, worship God and what. Jandra will do exactly that. But I want to give you the big how. Many times we ask, how do I have this life of abundance? Because Jandra, I am getting rid of the sin. I am worshiping God. Why am I still not having this life of abundance? How do you think we get this life of abundance? Do you think you deserve this life of abundance? Do you think just because you act in obedience now, therefore you now deserve this blessing? That's the mistake that we sometimes make. We think because you are a good person, good things will come to you. We tend to think that person is bad, bad things will come to him. We think, yes, that person is a, is a beautiful Christian, is a nice Christian, and that is why he is blessed. That's not the case. The reason why some people are more blessed than others. Do you want to know the key? Do you know why some people are more blessed than others? It's because some people worship God with everything and other people just make God a part of their lives. Some people worship God from Monday to Sunday and some people unfortunately only worships God on Sundays. When we fellowship here, we can talk to one another and we all can look extremely holy and we can say, yes, my brother, I love you. God bless you. And we can pray for one another. But who are you tomorrow? Who are you when you are between your friends and family? 
If you want to live this life full of blessing, make a decision today to say, I'm going to surrender and submit everything that I am to God. If John Ray, the old person that I've shared with you that have sinned a lot, if I just decided to get rid of sin on Sundays and on weekends, but I carried on during the course of the week doing the wrong thing, God would have never blessed me because he sees the genuineness of my faith. Jandra, I want this life full of blessing that God has promised me. Just carry on worshipping God. Maybe you do not see the manifestation of your blessing at this moment. I just want to encourage you today. Keep on worshipping God. Keep on coming to church. Keep on praying for your friends, your family, your children, your boss, your enemies. Love people. Love. Show kindness. Show tender mercies, meekness, humility to everyone that you know. Keep on reading your Bible. Keep on praying. Keep on doing the right thing. Keep on leaving sin aside, just rejecting sin. Keep on worshipping. Carry on and on and on and on. And then God will see, but I've found favor with this person. This person loves me. If you go on your first date, if you go on your first date with this girl or this boy, You don't fall in love at first sight and you're like, oh, I know everything. Oh, this is so wonderful. No, you still test the waters. You go on your first date and then later you go back and then you're like, oh, I love you. And and you get to know one another. I mean, until there's a confidence that you know that, hey, this can work as a relationship. And then you build upon that. It's the same with us and Jesus. Some people just want to come from the side, just approach Jesus and just, I love you. Give me this. Give me that and help me and do blah, 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 blah. No, let us just build a relationship with God. Just carry on worshipping. Just carry on being obedient. This life of abundance, this life full of blessing will automatically follow. Why? Because the word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and the rest will follow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes we, we make things bigger than what they are. Sometimes we want to open the Bible and we want the answer for our relevant season and say, the reason why I'm not witnessing blessing is because of this, 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 and this. Sometimes we, we want to look at our own lives and we want to seek fault with ourselves. While God just said, worship me, And be obedient. If you open your Bible, what are you searching for in the word of God? Ask yourself this question today. If you open the Bible tonight, why are you reading the word of God? Are you reading the word of God to hear what promises you can take for yourself? Are you reading the Bible for more knowledge purposes? Are you reading the Bible just because out of pure passion? Are you reading the Bible because you are Looking for a verse to pray? Are you looking to encourage someone? Ask yourself, why are you opening the Bible on a daily basis? We are opening the Word of God, and the Word of God edifies us as Christians. The Word of God strengthens us as Christians. But why are we opening this Bible? Because we are looking for the God of 
abundance. You are opening the Bible because you are searching for something. That is why you are opening up your Bible. You are opening up your Bible because you are looking for something. There is something within you that is searching for an answer. That's why you are opening your Bible. And what are you searching for? You are searching for breakthrough. You are searching for abundant life. You are searching for the God of love. You are searching. What, what else are you searching for? You are not searching for a recipe. You are not opening your Bible to, to, to learn people's names. You are not opening your Bible to, to see um, what is on tonight's TV show. No, you are opening your Bible to learn. To say, where is this God and what shall I do? Who's this God? Please identify this God for me. I want to worship Him. You are searching. Are you searching God? Are you reaching out to Him? Are you submitting? Because remember it says, submit to God. If you submit to God, then you will reach out to Him. Are you picking up your Bible? Are you reaching out to God? Are you listening? Amen. My desire is that everyone may have a life and have it more abundantly. Keep on worshipping God. Does not matter your circumstances. Keep on coming to church. Keep on singing unto the Lord. Keep on praying. Keep on bringing His tithe. Keep on forgiving people. Keep on praying for the sick. Keep on praying to the Lord for deliverance when it comes to certain family members. Keep on reading the Word of God. Keep on putting sin aside. Even though it's difficult, carry on. Do this day in, day out. I want to end with this. If you go to the gym today and you say, I need to get in shape. You can go in gym for 10 hours straight. You will not look better. When you have a problem with your teeth, you know that you should brush your teeth. When you go home now and you brush your teeth for five hours straight, you will not see a difference. There's consistency that needs to take place on a daily basis. You need to go gym for 20 minutes each day for a period of time in order to see a difference. For us as Christians... Don't just pick up your Bible and read 50 pages at once and now sit back. No, on a daily basis, keep on searching God. Keep on getting rid of sin. Follow the structure in your life. Bit by bit by bit. Take each step at a time. Give your best every day, all day. Tomorrow you repeat and you carry on and you pray again and you read your Bible again and you show love again and you forgive again and you just carry on and on and on and on. And during this course of time, you will see some of your friends, they are going to fall off the road. But you're going to see the true worshippers, they will arise. You will see the people that are pillars in the kingdom of God. You will see they will keep on standing. At your workplace, when you start a prayer group, carry on with that prayer group. If there's only one person that prays with you, wonderful. If there's ten that prays with you, wonderful. Just carry on. Practice the consistency. Later you will see that this will turn into a blessing. When I read this verse, and I'm ending with this, when I read this verse, 
when I came to repentance, I said, yes, Lord, I'm so excited. Now I'm going to have my abundant life. But it was still hell for me for about six years. Why? Because God, God was busy teaching me. God was busy changing me. I was busy forming me on the inside. There was something that needed to take place, some change. So if you do not see change at the moment, don't give up. Just carry on. God is heading somewhere with you. Come on. Be positive today. If you're sitting here and you're negative and you're looking at your life and you feel negative, be positive. God is on his way somewhere with you and me. God said, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans for you to prosper. And maybe you're in a winter season right now. Just carry on worshiping God. The summer season will come. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much to everyone watching online. I want to remind you on tonight's Holy Spirit movement that will be at the church that's starting at 6 o'clock. Please do not miss it. Also, I want to give an opportunity for the people to sow into the kingdom of God, bringing the Lord's tithes. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.